Hey guys, welcome back to Daily Hustle Talks. So today's guest is very very special because it's my first interview and so on today's interview we have a beautiful guest Smriti Jain. She is an LinkedIn influencer. She is an HR. She helps the youths to get their dream jobs. So we have discussed a really really great content in this interview and uh, this inter this episode is for those people who are searching for jobs who are willing to start a startup and who are trying to get in the hr jobs so we have discussed a lot of stuff in this like uh, le- uh, great leaders qualities and decision making qualities so i hope you will like this video enjoy this video Hey guys, it's uh, Omkar here, your host from Daily Assault Talks, and we have a really beautiful guest, Smriti Jain. Welcome, Smriti. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. How are you doing now? Well, I'm doing quite well. Uh, you know, thankfully, I haven't got Corona yet, so <laughs> I'm doing quite well. that's great that's great it's a blessing yeah it's a blessing to not get the virus yeah yeah that's great so how did you start in this career right because when you think about your career you think about your goals your purpose your uh, a passion so how did you get in this hr field and how did you uh, like in this field okay so uh, i think for a lot of indian students you know you know conventional jobs are what usually our parents tell us to go towards yeah. that you know go for the conventional jobs you know you are doc- either you are a doctor or an engineer or into finance or something like that so back you know back when i graduated you know from my school days you know after my school days when it was about when i was about to enter college and it was deciding as to now now you really need to decide you know science and commerce is you know i would say a still an easier kind of decision but then choosing your college and your stream is a even difficult decision because that's going to pave your path uh, henceforth so i was also not aware of you know much kind of jobs that are out there i only knew the conventional ones so i thought okay let's start doing uh, graduation you know just the the management course and then once i get into the management course then probably you know i'll see and i'll try to explore you know what kind of options i'll have in front of me and uh, you know human resource was something that i found interesting so a lot of women actually tend towards you know human resources otherwise so that was one reason because you know i saw that you know it's a field where women in general are very adaptive and apart from that i knew that i wanted to do something which was connecting people because you know i'm a very outgoing person i like to connect with people i so i never wanted to do a boring job sitting you know with a computer doing data analytics or you know just sitting in front of the screen and doing it day in and day out so i really wanted like a front end kind of job but i was not a sales kind of person i think back then so i started you know i thought i'll just start with human resources so that's how i initially started and the interest never stopped actually you know 
earlier i knew a little bit about human resources but then i explored more you know once you get into the job field you know organizations you see a lot bigger scope of what you know your role can do and you know what different things are there in the employee life cycle that an hr can contribute to so i started exploring that and i fell in love i mean for me i think i got lucky that my decision was right for me uh, till the end and i never felt like oh i took the wrong decision or i made the wrong move so that's how it all started great great and uh, now i want to go into uh, deeper like uh, when you start a certain thing you need a uh, more knowledge about that and being an right. hr you need uh, good communication skills you need more uh, speaking mm. skills you need more team work so right. how how did you mm. uh, how did you improve that like we don't born with good communication skill we don't born with good uh, leadership skill so how did you uh, improve that so i think a very important thing is that once you start working so you know i also feel that i was an introvert person growing up but then uh, once you get into this job field you realize that you'll have to speak up i mean if especially if you are into a job which is like human resources it's all about connecting people so initially even i used to kind of you know do procrastination should i call this person or should i not call the person because i mean my job includes calling i connecting with people connecting with managers with employees and i used to feel intimidated especially talking to people at the leadership level earlier you know i would stand at the door of the cabin and you know wonder for 2 3 minutes should i go in and should i not go in but i knew that the only way of getting the job done was actually to go inside and talk to the person you know and then same kind of hesitation while calling these people and you know talking to them but uh, you know i think it's it's about giving yourself that push that is very important and connecting with people is again very important you know uh, if you want to go in to get into human resources so communication skills doesn't really mean how well you can speak a certain language i mean that's just a part of it communication skills also it's like a two way communication that you know when you talk to somebody it's also about uh, you know letting the other person speak letting the you know conversation flow and especially when into your when you are into human resources you need the other people to talk so that you can resolve their problem you know to understand what they are looking for you just and then only you can help the other person so it comes in gradually for me i think it was a process i from an extro introvert i you know grew into an extrovert like but then i had to really push myself so there is no trick to it but then you know every time i used to hesitate i knew that you know i had to push myself and that's the only way of getting the job done and then obviously gradually you get a bit comfortable with it exactly exactly like uh, my communication skills are not very that good but i have been trying to improve that each and every day so by practice we can improve that and that's really good point you uh, brought again and yeah i have to ask one question that being an hr what are the mm. uh, main skills you need to being an hr so example if some person want to be an hr in the future so yeah. what are the mm-hmm. skills he or she may have in him right so like sales profile like you see for sales profile you know if you want to be a good sales person you need to have a personality i think the same goes for the human resources personnel also that you know you require a bit of personality 
because maybe you are not going outside the organization and selling it to different people but then within the organization your role involves equal amount of conversations and interactions so i think having a personality is very very important apart from your studies and uh, you know human resources is actually one of the core fee so if you are going into human resources uh, mind it it's not like some language and it skills for example if you are into an it field you need to upgrade yourself every now and then because you know the technology keeps on changing new lang- coding languages you know they yeah, come yeah. in the market and you know some get obsolete and all those things human resources is one field which is like core field every organization every industry will have this right so it's like something evergreen so if you're getting into this field i think you know it's like people say that you know core fields are obsolete so i would say no it's not obsolete it's like an evergreen field and if you want to you know if you look yourself uh, in this field so i think you need to really work on your uh, personality so education wise i don't think anything specific is required i mean you know a basic hr education is fine you take hr stream stream as your major or minor in your graduation it's okay even if you don't do post graduation it is okay because some organizations are willing to take human resource people uh, at a fresher level mostly into recruitment kind of roles uh, for uh, the, you know for graduates but if you want to get into some uh, you know better hr roles which are like human resource people who do performance reviews who are do business partner roles or do you know work with the organizational structure and all those things then having an mba uh, hr from a premium college as post graduation would be vital but otherwise uh, basic education and a bit of you know, personality is very very important to kind of communicate that that you know you are a people person and an interactive person in the interview uh, and then i'm sure you'll get uh, selected somewhere exactly exactly and uh... you you uh, being an hr you need to uh, manage all the employees right because hr is not right. an easy role you want to uh, listen each and every employee uh, situation each and employee uh, question so mm-hmm. how did you manage that because each and em- uh, each and every employee has a different point of view of certain problem so how did you manage that or uh, right. how did you handle that situation right so i think again it's something that you learn gradually and you know you need to have that kind of uh, you know hard personality because as an hr you are required to do so many difficult conversations you know conversations wherein you talk to an employee because the performance is not good where you are de- you know uh, demotion of somebody or uh, probably you know sometimes people come with certain requests and you know as an hr if you are handling a complete department and you favor somebody because of certain reasons then there will be 10 others who will come up and say if you can do that for that person you do it for us also and then you know and you are also like a policy keeper in the organization you need to tell people that you know this is the policy this is how it's going to be and uh, i mean if you are an hr people are always going to come come to you with complaints they are never going to come to you with you know or oh, something this has happened that has happened they are always going to come to you with complaints 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 so you know having uh, that demeanor is important and uh, you know the ability to do difficult conversations is important and it is intimidating i remember earlier i used to feel so empathetic you know towards employees when i used to talk to somebody and i used to feel like oh my god i should help this person oh my god he is suffering or oh, this and or oh, that and all those things and sometimes i used to go beyond what i was supposed to do to kind of help that person and then uh, you know when 10 other people start you know pushing you because you did this for one person you know you need to do this for me for me also and all those things 
and then you start to realize oh but and then also during the interviews again you know when you have to tell the other person okay you are not shortlisted i think that's another a very difficult time you know telling people you know the bad news that you know you are not shortlisted you know i've seen so many people you know the moment you tell them that you are not shortlisted you know they get the sad face and they walk out of the room sad and you know those things really you know kind of affect you it's like oh my god you know i hate my job for doing this and all those things and sometimes people tend to cry also you know given the situation people start crying and you know like get emotional that can you give us second chance can you do this and you do that and sometimes it's not you know in our power to actually do that yeah. even if we want to so uh, yeah so i think it is something difficult and you but for me i i eventually became a bit stronger but earlier i used to feel it a lot here you know i used to feel like oh my god what what did what kind of job did i get myself into and uh, looking at people and empathizing was uh, something that you know kind of made my job tougher for me every day uh, but uh, then again like with time you kind of find you know it's like for you to find that how can you control your soft spot for the other people you know, you have to understand you you will come across a lot of naughty people also you know like there are naughty kids among the group so you'll see a lot of that kind of people even you know as grown ups they become naughty and they uh, try to cross your path and uh, you know try to kind of you know they have all kind of loopholes and gimmicks that they try to do in every kind of organization you know so you have to be smart also you know to catch those things and uh, have those kind of conversations and uh, you know especially you know when after a lot of decisions are taken you know because you have to make so many hard decisions like if there are 100 employees you can only promote a few you have to uh, you know man- make that balance in all those things so people are going to hate you for that and you know mind it i mean, you know one thing that i really learned is that as an hr if you know some people hate you that don't feel bad about it that means you're actually doing your job nicely because people yeah. hate you because you know probably you're not favoring them and when you're not favoring people that means you're doing your job nicely so even if people hate you so i think it's a good it's a sign that you're doing your job nicely because you kind of hrs are meant to be hate <laughs> hated by employees <laughs> for taking tough decisions exactly and being hated because one of the main reason is when you reject someone for their job they, that people will hate you a lot so being But- Yeah, uh, I mean, I, in fact, I've had such people. You know, who would just slam the door while walking out yeah. because they got rejected in the interview. Like, <laughs> you have to kind of ignore such things as well. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, how do you handle rejection? Like, if I want to mm. pursue for a job and I have got rejected mm. from it, so from mental point of view, how we, how I can. Uh, handle this situation i think it's something again very tough I mean, let's say for example when it comes to your career you know i've dealt with you know i was the one who broke the news of rejection to so many people i think one thing that people can do is use better words when breaking the news like uh, like for example if i you know just say okay you are rejected in the interview i think that sounds harsh instead if i use words like okay you were not selected i think that sounds a bit better to the other person because you know it kind of comes like lands softer for them uh, yeah. rather than saying oh, you were rejected if you say not selected it kind of lands better for them so using uh, you know better words to uh, break this 
you know a bad news is i think something that people should do so that other people can handle rejection and apart from that i've seen all kinds of people you know in fact you know when i was looking for a job it's not that i have never been rejected in interviews you know i have also faced rejection so i think it's very important to understand that it's not the end you know it's like yeah. an end of one opportunity but it's not the end of all the opportunities sometimes when we are desperate for let's say our careers and our jobs and you know we sometimes we really like the organization we really like the job role and we want to get a job there and then somebody tells us we are not selected i think it's also you know you need to understand that you know it's not that because you are incapable there could be hundreds of reasons for you know not getting selected for a particular role so instead of you know getting into an anger phase or a sad phase it is important you know you can just ask the person that may i know the reason for this sometimes it could be you know some simple reasons as you know somebody else got shortlisted and you know they only had one position to fill or could be the reason uh, you know your salary man your experience something was not fitting and also interviews are like perceptive things you know the person who's taking your interview is also human you know yeah. and there is just that sometimes the interviewer and the candidate do not connect it's not that the candidate had that uh, you know thing that that was required for the job didn't have that thing but it could be a possibility that the candidate and the interviewer didn't kind of connect because again the the person is also human and they are judging you with their own perception so getting rejected by somebody's perception should not kind of pull you down because you need to have that optimism while searching for a job and also the demand uh, of you know jobs and demand for people and the number of jobs that we have there's a huge gap so it is very very competitive so if we'll go ahead with the mindset that oh, i cannot handle rejection i think you will be shattered again and again because you know when there is so much competition there will be so many people who are better than you and so many people uh, who are not better than you also yeah. so patience is important and then to understand that it's not some not the end is also very important to handle rejection specifically when it comes to job exactly exactly and now i want to uh, ask you that hmm. what make uh, what makes a person a better leader like what are the leadership qualities mm. according to you so i think when it comes to leadership specifically uh, people do uh, so some people think that you know leader is somebody who gives orders so i need to distribute work to everybody and yeah. then i like, need to check like a teacher whether that work is done and then probably find mistakes get it redone you know and probably you know remind them uh to do it whether and you know kind of do that but then that's not exactly what leadership is true leadership is to actually you know to have the sense of we rather than i it's you know, not to feel that you are superior to the other person just because you are a leader doesn't mean that you need to give the dump of the job on the other person and then sit and see you know when the job gets completed it's you know the leadership is in fact you know when you give work to the other person you help the other person in delivering that work you ask them whether they need any help or resources from your end you see whether it's done you are on that track you know from beginning to end i'm not saying that you do it all the way but you should be present at least for the person have the sense of we and then when you deliver the work finally do not say i did this you have to a leader says my team did this right so that's what a leadership uh, what leadership is and when you get good results or let's say bad results a bad leader would say he did this you did this because of you i was you know kind of 
the one who became bad because you delivered better you know bad kind of work and i submitted it in my name and all those things a good leader always says my team will work on this again they take the responsibility themselves also they'll say i'll come back with i'll talk to my team i'll get the corrections and i'll come back to you they talk, go and talk to their team and just you know not dump that rejection on them or maybe scold them so that what makes you a good leader and people often confuse the two i see that a lot exactly exactly and uh, due to the corona virus we people are stuck in home so people are mm. working from home so which is better according to you working from home or or doing job at company or offices i think this is you know this question is actually quite a debate that's going on on linkedin and you know yeah, all the yeah. platforms that you I, see I these saw, days i saw your yeah. linkedin <laughs> post you that question that's why i asked you that question <laughs> yeah so i also wanted to know what people said and you know it's kind of 50 50 right now the response that i received but for me i mean i think that you know going to office uh was kind of better i'll tell you why because you know when you are in the office your mindset is to work i mean you know, i'm here to work because but when you are working from home you get distracted easily you know mom because your mother is cooking some delicious food you just you know kind of go there or you start you know get involved into some other activities you start talking to your uh, family members so it is good to connect at a personal level but then i think uh, at home somehow uh, the productivity of the people have decreased because you you know that they, they are not able to manage work life and the personal life in one you know in one atmosphere together so having you know going to the office i think is somewhere better because people are able to divide that time between family and work when they are at work you feel that you know the urge to work because you are there to work i think you are more productive you set dedicated office hours to work but when you are at home i think people kind of end up you know working day and night without you know kind of thinking that you know i am logged in early in the morning or late at yeah. night and all those things so that parity has kind of disturbed for people is what i see in the conversations that are you know going on on linkedin and all those things and in fact in my experience personally for me i also feel like you know i am a people's person like i said so you know going to the office was much easier especially my kind of role because you know i used to sit at a chair and you know i used to, you know whoever i want to talk to i can just summon that person <laughs> the hr is calling you i can summon the person to your desk and you can get the job done i i find phone a bit tiring honestly yeah. especially in my job so getting things face to face are you know that your personal connect is very important and i found uh, getting work done personally you know sitting face to face and resolving the issues was much easier now we rely more on emails and calls which is not so great in my experience yeah So, so work from office yeah so you are an uh, yeah, linkedin influencer so i i i loved your yeah. post i read i uh, from two three days i have read your post so yeah though uh, for people like uh, for a youth which is passing from his uh, btech or b degree so mm. how he or she can use right. that linkedin platform for getting more job opportunities okay so i think one very important thing in on linkedin is that make sure that your linkedin profile is complete and it is all star uh, when i say all star it means that make sure that all your fields on the linkedin page are filled 
have a good profile picture i still see a lot of them posting selfies and some kind of picture that they are looking yeah. good in but linkedin is about having a professional photograph it's like a calling card honestly uh secondly i think linkedin i mean back when we were uh, kind of you know graduating and looking for job as freshers we didn't had linkedin as such an active uh platform i think linkedin now posts much more uh than other platforms so linkedin is something like it's a mix of your social media and your work profile yeah. so uh having a good linkedin profile like professionally and if you are a fresher you do not have experience but i would suggest try because you know there are so many opportunities that because nowadays companies are not able to afford a lot of paid employees there are often lot of internships so you can gain lot of experience online during by you know doing internship freelance projects you know there are so many sites to do freelance projects also now for people so do that and build your experience on linkedin uh, a lot of people don't know that on linkedin you can actually search by hashtags also so if you uh, search hashtags like hashtag job hunt hashtag hiring and you'll see a lot of people who have posted job but there are a lot many uh, internal uh, job posts that are there so i think uh, talking to people building a network and asking for referrals you can get to jobs that are actually not posted anywhere we'll get to know about those jobs as well by connecting with employees so my five tips for uh, freshers to leverage linkedin for job searches want to have a professional photograph and a complete linkedin profile yeah. uh, include remote skills now because people are not just you know uh, interested to know your education but want to know that you know how good you are with remote skills because we don't know how long the work from home is going to go so these two things are very important third would be to do internships freelance work online gain some experience even if it is unpaid and include that because companies will leverage you than other freshers because that gives you an edge you know from other people so that's third uh, next would be to uh, you know search for hashtags like hashtag hiring mm-hmm. hashtag job hunt to and uh, to find job postings because other than you know the main job search bar that's there i think you can also search via hashtags and you'll be able to see posts for people uh, wherein these things are posted and then uh, last is to leverage your network there are a lot of jobs that actually do not get posted on linkedin or any other job board because the companies they try to you know get it internally done and they don't yeah. want to spend too much on hiring by advertising so if you connect with people on linkedin they might just you know refer you uh, to their organization to a job posting that actually not has been posted but actually there you know because companies are trying to find people by word of mouth and a lot of companies rely on job referrals because that means the candidate you know they have a good source for that candidate somebody who can vouch for that person So leveraging your network uh, is very exactly, and uh, being an graduate. So, what are your views on startups? Because after graduation, people think about doing job, but if they get rejected, they feel right. demotivated and all. But if I have a mm-hmm. really great idea, but uh, I don't know mm-hmm. about uh, more about startups, so. what are your views on startup right. versus jobs i think both are great i mean if you see for i mean for lot of people they don't have any idea or they do not have the business acumen so i think they should go for job but then if you really have an idea that solves the problem you shouldn't be afraid of starting your own business 
I am not saying that it's going to be easy. It's going to be very difficult. Doing the job is much easier than starting your own business because you will be a one-man army and you will have to do everything yourself. And there is huge competition out there. But our, you know, our economy, you know, the the world around us, the society, as well as the gov government laws, actually are supporting startups. So if you want to be your own person, I mean, it's not that you need to hire people from day one when you start your own business. You can be just yourself. You know, I there are so many free resources. You can always, I think there's nothing that you can learn online these days. You go to Udemy, you go to LinkedIn, you go to YouTube, and there's everything that, you know, you have answer to all your questions. You can just find everything. So you shouldn't be afraid of, you know, taking that road of, you know, starting up. You can start as a freelancer. And you be your own organization, be your own brand. And then maybe once it kind of starts kicking in, then you can scale and make it a company and maybe, you know, let more people mm. join. And there is a huge possibility that you fail eventually, you know, it's like trial and error. You can, you probably you start a business and then you understand, okay, this business is not scalable. Maybe you leave the idea and then you can start the other idea. Or maybe, you know, once you start the idea, you face a lot of problems and then, okay, you might want to redo the things, but that's okay. I think it's a great, great initiative. And uh, if you have both the things, but you know, there are two roads in front of you, the startup road and the job road. If you have an idea, definitely go for a startup because, you know, things have become very easy in the, you know, in the market, you can get free templates. You can start, you know, put up your website. It's very easy to put up your website on uh, net these days, you know, the domain name, you can buy a domain name easily and, you know, get things started, start as a freelancer and all those things. But if you really don't know anything that, you know, what you want to do, where you want to start, then you can go to job because once you get into the job, you understand what's there in the, uh, you know, in the society because not everything is there in books, right? Even when I started, uh, you know, when I was a student, I didn't know about so many things that happen in the organization, so many kind of roles that are there. So many kind of organizations that, you know, function so many kind of industries that are there in the market. But once you get into the job industry, you understand the corporates, you start looking at other companies, what kind of services they are offering. And, you know, you start, you get into that market kind of area, you get more ideas. So if you don't know where to start, maybe you can do a job, uh, you'll make some connections, you'll understand how things are done, you know, otherwise, yeah. and then you can go back and start your own business. Yeah, exactly. So you being an HR, uh, I want to ask you that what are the myths about your profession that you want to debunk about it? Because uh, different professions have different myths and mm -hmm. a lot of people believe on that myth. So what are that myths you want to correct yeah. that? I think uh, a huge and a very common myth that I see about HR people is that we make rangoli in the office, <laughs> which is not exactly true. I've not done that ever. <laughs> like I have been in job for a few years now. I've never made a rangoli in the office. We don't get time. So I think it's a, it's a huge myth that, you know, HR people are free most of the time and they make rangoli in the office. Honestly, we don't do that. You know, if somebody tells me that, you know, Oh, you are an HR, you must be making rangoli in the office. And I say, if your company lets HRs make rangoli, please refer me. I am tired of doing so much work in the office. I'll be happy to make rangoli for a day. <laughs> so, I mean, in fact, we have a lot of work, you know. So, I think that's one myth that people have. And it's kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So you like reading books, right? Yeah, I was an avid reader. I mean, I get a bit of less time nowadays, but I've been an avid reader, and I think I've read sixty, seventy books till date. So, which are the three books which really change your perspective towards your life, towards your profession, mm-hmm. and why? So, I, usually, you know, earlier I used to uh, usually uh, read about. Uh, fiction because you know when when you were a teenager you mostly like fictional books and uh, inspirational books were kind of boring at that particular point of time but then as you grow older now i like to read more about you know biographies autobiographies and some motivational books because you are actually kind of uh, looking for a solution to your problems yeah. uh, when you were a teenager all you wanted was to get into an alternate fictional mm-hmm. world and enjoy the characters and all those things So I think uh, top books that you know that have really changed is one is the Five AM Club. I think uh, you know that really gives you a lot of inspirations. And I started really waking up early after reading that book. So I think that's a very nice book. Uh, then second recommendation would be The Alchemist. Uh, it's uh, it's a book that kind of you know gives you good lessons in life, but through a fictional story. So it's not even boring to read at all. you know it tells you a story and you know the and at the end of the story you know when the story really ends you will have an enlightenment kind of uh, moment and that's the beauty of the book so i think these two books have been very important uh, then third is a very uh, common and old book which is called how to influence people yeah it's a book that gives you situations and examples uh and uh, it's it's very uh, nice and effective i'll tell you an example from that book so it, that book says that uh, you know it's all about leadership qualities and how to influence people so it had that you know there was a coal mine where there were two shifts uh, of workers that used to work you know the morning shift and the evening shift so you know they felt that the people were not working to their full capacity so the person who was supposed to lead the team of miners one day he saw that these people have extracted 14 kgs so he wrote 14 with chalk on the yeah. wall that you know today you did 14 the next shift when came in those people thought that the morning shift guys have given us a target or you know they have challenged us uh, that we have done this much so they ended up doing more than 14 they cut across that number and wrote like 16 on the wall and then when the next shift they, again they came up they thought that oh they did better than us then they have given a challenge and eventually both the teams kind of in competition started performing better no being more productive and killing less time so you know those are the kind of you know simple examples that the book has and you know i think it's very very effective so and it the book also kind of touches upon different areas so whatever profession you are in and whatever you want in life that book will have something for you uh, you know some other or the, or the example or some story that you can actually relate yourself to so uh, these are my top three books that i think uh, none of them are actually new all of them are a bit old uh, in the market but uh, i i find them better than the current ones great great and uh, what are the see what you will tell that 18 year old smithy uh, about life like when you go back to your past if you have a time machine and you go you have go to the past so what one thing you you will tell to yourself i think uh, back then uh, i was not i was afraid to take risk uh, you know when 
I I didn't knew much about the world, and you know, I come from a, like a business family, and nobody, you know, none of my elders were there to give me advice as to you know, okay, you should go for commerce or science or this course or that course. This company is good. That company is good. Do this, do that. This is how you negotiate. Like nothing. And I was afraid to take 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 risk. I think initially all my moves were uh, very secure, and yeah. uh, you know, if I could just go back, I would tell myself to take more risks. because you know risks are worth it and when you have to push yourself you know you have to get outside your comfort zone and you can achieve better because that's what i do now but you know if i could just influence myself i would have had a better start than what i had at the great great and so my last question is what the word hustle means to you what is the meaning of hustle according to you for me i think hustle is that you know when your mind says i am tired when your common sense says i am tired yeah. your passion says i want to go want to keep going on that's what yeah. hustle is when your mind says i am done i am tired your heart your passion is going to drive that fuel and say go on and go on and go on so that is what exactly hustle is and you know you should never stop hustling if you really want to achieve something in life yeah yeah any anything which uh, you want to say uh, i have not covered in this interview like anything you want to uh, give message to our audience so i would like to say you know especially for a lot of people because what i also started uh, you know nobody was actually prepared for pandemic yeah. nobody knew that you know nobody had a backup plan that in case some day pandemic occurred and this is going to happen this is what we are going to do or something like that so nobody had that plan and that's the reason people are baffled the economy is baffled and organizations are baffled nobody knew what to do uh, and i see that a lot you know i i we are suffer- everybody is suffering in that matter uh, though things have gone a bit better now but i think a lot of people ended up losing jobs so many uh, freshers you know are sitting idle from so many months because they are not able to find jobs some of them are still waiting for their offer letter campus offer letters to get realized and then they have not been asked to join and it's been on standby for some people so uh, i really want to say that you know if you are a fresh or you know always have a backup plan i think it's a good time to introspect yourself to really reflect into and think that what you really want from life you know do something with this time do not kind of sit demotivated that okay some this has happened with me i am not getting jobs or i was laid off i can't do anything again you know you can do a lot using this time you can upskill yourself you can reskill yourself you can uh, get into maybe you know you've not pursued your passion you can start pursuing your passion there is you can learn everything online there are so many resources everything can be done digitally what is not that you cannot do so reflecting upon yourself is very important uh, it's not the end of the world and once you probably start reflecting look at others invest time to you know kind of look at others and get some inspiration and i'm sure you are going to find a way for it why am i you know when i post all these things on linkedin that's you know kind of my agenda to help people you know find that light and stay on that path that okay you know there is something is good is going to happen and you know it's not the end there are still opportunities there are a lot of things that you can do so what you know in the coming days what you did during pandemic is going to be a big question 
uh, for employers and that's you know they are going to uh, measure your competency your character your uh, you know what you want to achieve in life with this question so be ready with that uh, that you know if somebody asks you what you did during pandemic you don't have to answer i didn't do anything i was just waiting for things to get better but you actually did something in this time great great really uh, felt great to talk with you it was a great really great interview and a lot of insights from this interview i hope my friends my audience will love this episode and you are really really a great informative hr <laughs> because no one will hurt you no one will be hurt you <laughs> <laughs> i <But>. hope so <laughs> now now people will not hate each other <laughs> yeah yeah thank you thank you so much but it was a, a really a good session yeah 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 thank you so much for having me and yeah yeah fortunately it was my first interview and it was you so it will be really memorable for me because <laughs> i recently started my post podcast so i will uh, give uh, mention your link in my podcast about your podcast and all your linkedin yeah. accounts and all can you uh, tell briefly about your podcast what is is all about and uh, it will also help our audience to know about that right so uh, my podcast is all about uh, how to navigate through your career during the pandemic so if you see uh, i talk about uh, you know career related problems that have occurred during the pandemic and what people can do so if i talk about some of the previous episodes that have already been released i spoke about the industries that are hiring right now a lot of people are looking for jobs and when they know that what industries are hiring uh, they can divert their energy towards the organizations in that particular industry for example tourism industry is not doing great these days everybody knows that right yeah, but yeah. pharmaceuticals industry is doing very great because yeah. the you know health and hygiene has become a prime uh, Uh, like the primary thing for everybody yeah. and uh, you know pharmaceutical and healthcare industry doesn't mean that you know doctors and nurses are the only people who work in that industry that industry works like a business too they need sales people they need hr people they need finance people they need a lot of profiles so i really spoke about uh, you know the industries that are hiring uh, the soft skills uh, that you know are in demand right now the hard skills that you know people that are in demand right now uh where jobs are going to be for the next few years uh you know what kind of skills people should invest their time into and all those things and the only agenda behind this podcast was to again help people because i know that linkedin community though my community is quite big right now but then i really wanted to reach more people and yeah. share my knowledge as to what you know what i could you know gather gather as an hr or you know somebody who's in the industry some insights all about answering career related questions and what they can do now thank you thank you so much sweety uh, i hope we'll have other interviews with you thank you so much been my pleasure talking to you